Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. God has a creative plan for your life. God has a creative plan for your life. Uh, I've taught them that let people know that the Bible says there's a plan for your life. But the Holy Spirit was dealing with me about a lot of Christians. You're going to hear in our focus in just, just a moment that a lot of Christians think, and, and young people or older young people or younger young people, uh, all people think if you're a Christian that you ought to just be bored. That's totally false. And that's a trick of the enemy. God wants you happy. The scripture says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if you're feeling weak, you need to get some more joy. And there's some things that he told me to say, to tell you. And I just said it like this. Things we need to know today. Look at your neighbor and say, listen up, this is for you. And we've already said a few of them, but what? they're just simple things. One is that God is a good God. He's good. He's good in everything that he does. I like to tell people, people say, well, you know, I, I, I'm sure hoping, uh, believing that God's going to help me. I always tell folks, I say, yeah, he's good at that. He's good at helping us wherever we, wherever we at. And the, other, the second thing that he told me to mention to you is that God loves you. He loves you. No matter where you are, no matter how you feel, and you're going to see in a minute, and one of them, no matter what you've done, God loves you. You can't do anything that will stop him from loving you. Well, what about the folks that die and go to hell? God loves them. He didn't, it was, the scripture says his desire that all be saved. But he said, all won't, but they won't because they refuse to accept his love. Thirdly, look at your neighbor and say, listen up with, for this. You are uniquely and wonderfully made. You are unique. You know what? No one has the same fingerprints that you do. You can be a twin, and they don't have the same fingerprints. No one has the same DNA that you do. That phrase that the world says, when they made me, they broke the mold. That's pretty much true spiritually. No one else is like you. You are unique. You're different. Look at your name and say, folk always told you you were different. You, you, you didn't tell them, but this is true. People, some people got told they were different from the time they were a baby. Amen. Some of us were, glory to God. But God says we're wonderfully made. Yes. Now the scripture says we're made in his likeness, in his image. These are things that God wanted me to tell you that's for you today. And then number four, and I referenced it earlier. Listen what it says, or look at what it says. No matter what mistakes have happened in your past, and your past is a second ago, Anything past that is in your past. God wants to bless you 
with new beginnings and with a fabulous future. You, God has made a creative plan for your life. And we highlighted this message or focused this little sharing with you is this. As believers, as Christians, our lives should not be full of boredom. Some folks think when you go to church, you're bored. Not when you come to Reaching the World Bible Church, you're not going to be bored. I'll get right by you. You fall asleep. I'm going to holler and wake you up. I'm going to slap the podium. I'm going to do something that causes you to think. And the Holy Spirit is going to minister grace and peace unto you. As Christians, our lives should not be full of boredom, boredom but filled with supernatural expectations every day. Every time you come through those doors, you ought to be expecting a miracle. Every time you get up in the morning, you ought to get up and think about God as you know what I do. Y'all know if you've been around here any length of time, before my feet hit the bed, I put on the full armor of God. I, put, I say my, my, that, that, that I put on the belt of truth. My feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. I put on the helmet of salvation. I take the shield of faith which quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And I take the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. And I say this, I refuse to pay for the same ground twice. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Why do I say take, uh, that I, I refuse to pay for the same ground twice? God didn't give us any armor for our back. That means we ain't got any business retreating. Once you take ground, God wants you to keep it. And he's given you the ability, his authority, and his empowerment to keep whatever he's told you. There's a reason that you're here today. God wants to encourage you to know that there's nothing too hard for him. And if you're in him, there, that means there's nothing too hard for you. And he made you with the ability not only to take whatever the enemy dishes out, but to overcome it. But there's some things he wants us to know. And just simply the base scripture for this comes out of Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29, you're very familiar with it. I, I, I relate this as much as I can. Jeremiah 29 verses 11 through 13, and I like it in the NIV, the New International Version. It says this, for God said this, for I know the plans I have for you. God's plans, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. After that, he says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And he knows what he said. And I will listen to you. Sometime I may be too tired to listen to you. I, Pastor Elvis has been talking to me before, and I fell asleep while she was in mid-sinner. But God won't fall asleep on you. Your best friend, your spouse, your children may ignore you, but God won't ignore you. Yes. He loves you, and he says, I'll listen to you. But he didn't stop there. He said, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Look at your neighbor. Now, 
look at, at your own heart. Are you seeking him with all your heart? The scripture says that you will seek me and find me. And that, if he had just left off right there, hey, we could do it any kind of way we want to. But he didn't leave off there. He said, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Everything that you got. You know, when I go to the football game and my team, I don't even have to go. I can be at home in my living room. If my team scores, I holler. I, 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 I get, I, you know, I act like, you know, Pastor L, tell me, you, you know, because football season coming up, glory to God. And, 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 and uh, you know, you be home, and, and I be telling the coaches what to do, the players and everything. And Pastor L told me, she said, they're not paying you, and they don't even hear you. But that don't stop me from saying, you give my opinion. I give my whole heart to a ball game. And a lot of folk are like this. I don't, I used to be like this. I mean, when a team wins, they're up and they're happy. But when that team lose, they just, they, you better not be around them. I hope none of y'all are like that. I, I used to be like that. Don't, don't let a ball game ruin your day. It's just a ball game. But when you talk about your Christian walk, your life, your future, decisions that you make matter. And I like this for the first point. And I love what James put in the, in the picture of it. God, God gave us guidelines and guide rails to success. God gave us guidelines. He gave us some things that, that'll, that'll help us if we, if we follow them. But guide rails will help to keep you focused. Guard rails sometimes. You know, if you stay in between, if you got, anytime you walk in place and they got uh, guide rails on the side and they got it roped off, that means they don't want you getting out out of bounds, off in other places. Because when you get off, some places you get off, you'll get lost. You'll get in trouble. You know, I can see folks walking in the jungle and they have a path. Folks better stay on their path because there's some wild animals out there just waiting to devour you. In our Christian walk, in our Christian life, there's some wild animals waiting to devour you. And there's an enemy that the Bible said in John 10, 10, there's a thief, that the devil, which comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you some guardrails. These are some guidelines. I come to give you life and life more abundantly. How I many you know God wants you today to have an abundant life? What are some of these guardrails, these guidelines? Well, in 1 Peter 5, and listen, write, write down some notes, but listen, I'm going to be real quick with, with them, but there's some good stuff here. 1 Peter 5, verse 6 through 10, and this is in the ESV. It says this, number one, just the first word, humble yourself. Yes. Having a humble heart. Humble life. Not being puffed up and think you you all that in a bag of chips. Look at name and say, you ain't all that. But you everything God said you was. <laughs> I mean, see, isn't that contradictory? Now a lot of folks think they all what the world wants them to be. I'm not you thank God you're not all that. But I want, I want to be everything that God says me, says me to be. He told me first to humble myself. And he said, notice what he said. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, 
God leading you, so that at the proper time, look at your neighbor and say, the proper time, there's a time and place for everything. All y'all not saying that, but it's the truth anyhow. Amen. He said, he said that at the proper time, you may exalt yourself. No. He said that he may exalt you. A lot of people think, why, if I don't build my own self up, if I don't talk about my own self, nobody else will. That's not true. Folks talking about you right now, a lot of stuff that you don't even know about. That ain't true, but they're talking about you. But, and they ain't exalting you either. Glory to God, some of them. But you don't have to worry about what other folks are, other folks are saying about you when you know that God will exalt you at the proper time. Notice what verse 7 says. And it's, you go back and you read this yourself. Go back and listen to this. It'll bless you. Because these are faith-filled words that are packed with all kinds of anointing. And verse 7 said, casting all your anxieties on him. That means don't worry. Cast your anxieties, your cares on him. Turn them over to him. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday or last week or last night. What you did wrong or what you did right or what you thought you ought to do, did. If you're a child of God, God puts some guys rails on you and he said, cast your anxieties. Don't be anxious. Why? Because he cares for you. Look at your neighbor and say, God cares for you. He loves you. Notice what verse 8 said. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Sober-minded means that you're, you're not just uh, go, running amok with your thinking. How many you know what I'm talking about when, when your mind runs amok? You can be sitting right in the middle of the church and find yourself at the bar. <laughs> I can't wait till I get my whatever that y'all drink there. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're not sober-minded. You know, you, you're, you're letting your mind run amok. He's saying he, he, he got some guidelines. Up. You know, if we go by these guardrails, we'll stay out of a lot of trouble. Look at his name. Say, I know he's talking to you now. <laughs> Glory to God. He said, be sober-minded, be watchful. That means you need to be aware of what's going on. Today, in the world we live in, you better be watchful. I remember the first time after the first one of the shootings that happened, uh, my son, and I thank God my son's here. He's in the back of there. I ain't going to punch you out. You don't have to stand up or anything. He's in the back of there. there. But uh, I mean, he, he took he, me and his mom to a, to a movie theater. And, and I think it was, I can't remember which one, which movie it was, but we like to go through the superhero movies and things like that. But, you know, there was, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on. But, you know, I found myself, I checked out every exit. I said, which is my quickest pathway to get out of here if somebody starts something in here? I said, uh, uh, and, and, and I started, you ever you been in a place and you started imagining how you, you, you got back, I went back into the old days when I used to be a lot more physical than I was. Now, I could throw a body block on him and, and make a quick move and, and jump right over that pew, right over the seat, and I'll be out of here. I don't know what I was going to do with Pastor Ella and, and Chris. But see, that's what I, 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 I was watchful. I was aware. I had, I had awareness of what's going around. I can remember being at, at, at work in one of the things, after I worked there for a while, uh, uh, one, my, one of my supervisors came up to me and said, what, what do you think about, about this? Well, I've noticed this and I've noticed this. I've become more aware 
And, and she said, that's good. Because I, I said, before I understood this, I didn't watch or I wasn't aware of what was going on around me to make the appropriate decision. Being watchful is very important. It says, be sober-minded, be watchful. I got to hurry up. I, I wish I could really have some time to teach this. But, but he said, your adversary, the devil, notice how he says this, prowls around like a roaring lion. It didn't say he was a roaring lion. It says he's acting like one. Wow. It said he's seeking someone to devour. King James says he's seeking someone that he may devour. That means he may not if you don't let, if you don't let him. He's acting. He'll roar and he'll be loud and he'll throw a bluff at you. You know, there used to be bullies in, in school that everybody was afraid of them because they talked big and they acted big. But if they ever faced somebody that really wasn't afraid of them, most of the time they backed off. The devil will back off. If you stand strong in the word, but he'll devour you if you if you fall for his bluff. If you fall for his roar and think he got teeth, he he'll let circumstances chew you up. He can't. He doesn't have. He's been dethroned. Let me hurry up. Verse, we're talking about these guard, guard, guide rails that will help you in your walk. Verse 9 says this. Resist him, the devil. How? Firm in your faith. That means you've got to grab hold of the faith of the word of God. Know that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. A lot of folks say, that you ask them how to do it. Man, I'm going through. I'm going through. Uh, no, nobody know, nobody know what I'm going through just like me, man. I, I tell you, it's just, just too much. God said, uh, uh, that, a lot of folk going through what you're going through, and a lot of them going through a whole lot more. Come on. You ain't the only one going through stuff. Everybody got some stuff they going through. Look at neighbor and say, tell them, I know I do. Amen. <laughs> but, but the thing is, you don't have to just go through it. You can grow through it. If you follow the guidelines, he said this in verse 10, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself, notice what he'll do, he'll restore you. Look at your neighbor and say, I need, I need restoration. He'll confirm you. Look at your neighbor and say, I need to be confirmed. And dear Lord, look at his name and say, I need to be strengthened. <laughs> he'll strengthen you. He'll restore you. He'll confirm you. He'll establish you. He'll strengthen you. And he will establish you. That's the reason you got to let God exalt you and you're not trying to do it for yourself. Because I can't confirm myself. I can't strengthen myself. But God can. Glory to God. I love what Hebrews 12.1 in the Living Bible says. It says this, since we have such a huge crowd of men of faith watching us from the grandstands. Who's that? All our loved ones that have gone to heaven. 
all the saints of God that we read about in the Word that have gone to heaven, spiritually, they are aware of what's happening. That's what they're saying. Now, your everyday, what you eat and what you, what you talk about, they ain't worried about none of this practical, natural stuff down here. But when you grow spiritually, when you get saved, when you make a move spiritually, no, notice what it says. That they're, and the King James says, they're cheering you on. But notice what this verse says. Since we have such a huge crowd of men of faith watching us from the grandstand, there's some things we need to make sure we don't do. And do. This is some, some things we don't need to do. Let us strip off anything that slows us down. Anything that slows you down, take it off. Anything that holds us back, let it go. Pastor, there's some people that I'm dealing with, let it go. You know, I'm not telling you who you need to associate with or who you don't need to associate. That's up to you between you and God. But if folks are talking you down and talking you out and, 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 and blessing you out, and when, they say, when I say bless you, you know I'm not talking about with the blessings of God. Uh, they they, they tell, call you everything but a child of God. Some of those folks, you need to let go. Because they're holding you back. And th but there's some things, too, that we may be doing. Let me hurry up. And especially those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trip us up. Some Christians are being tripped up every day by the same stuff. Why? Because they're allowing those same sins to trip them up. They keep going back to it. There's a scripture in the Bible that blessed me, and I didn't even know it was true until I had my own dog. And I saw, I saw her do this one time. The Bible says a dog will return to his own vomit. That means never lap it up. I didn't know that was true until I saw my dog do that. <laughs> Christians sometimes can do that. What do you mean? They'll sin and get in a mess and get hurt and hurt others and do every, everything and say, I'll never do it again. But then the very next week, when the enemy tempt them with that same thing that they fail temptation to, they'll return right back to that same old vomit and sin and do it again. He's saying here, strip it off. Don't do it. Don't return to your own vomit. Strip, strip those things. Take them off around your feet. He said, what, what should we do then? And let us run with patience the particular race that God has set before us. Notice what? I love this too, Matthew 8, Matthew 11. 28 and 29, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If you're under problems, if you're under pressure, God said, come to me. If you want to get away from that pressure, that problem, where should I go? To God and his word. You're in the right place right now. You're getting some words. Why? What do I need to do? He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. God wants to give you rest. Too many Christians are running around and not resting. He said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God don't have anything but, but easy things to give you and, and, and help you. You see, we got heavy stuff that weighs us down. If you allow the cares of the world to weigh you down, you know, so, we can even be foolish. You can watch the news and somebody can have a problem in the Middle East and you can watch it and before you know it, you'll get depressed. 
and you'll start feeling heavy. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't you ain't going to do nothing about it over there in the Middle East unless you go there. You can't help them. Somebody down the street can be upset at, at someone across the, across the yard, and you can get mad at them. And you don't even know them. How I many know that's foolishness? Don't take other folks' junk. Don't allow other folks to put stuff on you. It'll weigh you down. And then, and then finally, I, I, I'm just coming to a close. But I wish I had time, more time to teach this like it should be taught. <laughs> but I, I prayed, and we prayed that Holy Ghost would, would give us the points that we needed. And I believe he is. One of the things that I need to do and that we all need to do as Christians is to stay in the presence of God. Stay in the presence of God. That's one reason I encourage you to be consistent in your attendance, to be consistent in your Bible reading. To be consistent in your prayer. To read and study. To be consistent. The more consistent we are in our walk, the more we're going to stay in the presence of God. When the Spirit of God moves, you're going to be at a point to where you can hear him because you heard him in the past. And he hadn't changed his mind. How do I be consistent? He showed us in the word how. In Ephesians 5, verse 17 to 21. I'm going to read this and say a couple of other things and I'm going to let you go. Ephesians 5, verse 17, this is the easy to read. Notice what it says. We're still talking about some guide rails, but we're talking about some things that we need to keep, keep us in the presence of God. He says this, so don't be foolish with your lives. How many know that's important? But learn what the Lord wants you to do. How do you do that? By getting in the word and hearing his voice, by hearing anointed teaching and preaching and hearing his voice, by surrounding yourself with people that love God and love you and hearing his voice. Because God will speak through all of those aspects. He says, don't be drunk with wine, which will ruin your life, but be filled with the Spirit. Stay full, in other words. We're going to tell you something important about staying full. He said, encourage each other with songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your hearts to the Lord. We all ought to do that. Pastor Ella pointed that out to you in, in James 3, demonstrated how we could do that. Did you listen to the words of the songs that they were singing? They're going to sing as soon as I finish this, too, in a, mo in a moment. But Ephesians uh, verse 20 says, Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. When something good happens to you, you ought to give thanks. And you know, it, there's different scriptures and different translations say, you know, I, well, that means thank God for everything bad. No, you, thank, you don't thank God for bad stuff, but you thank God in bad stuff. How? What am I thanking God for? That he's going to get you out of the bad stuff. That he'll help you. That he'll redeem you. That he'll restore you. That he'll confirm you. That he'll strengthen you. We already talked about that. And then verse 21 says, be willing to serve each other out of respect for Christ. Notice Romans 12, 10 and 11. Be kindly, affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Not slowful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Notice that verse 11, that part that says fervent in spirit. What does that mean? I looked at some other translations. Uh, we're talking about having a living this creative plan from God. We talked about being filled with the Spirit. What does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? It means to be fervent in the Lord. But what does that fervent in spirit mean? 
Waymont's translation of fervent in spirit says this, have your spirit aglow. That means, you know how it is when you, you get happy or you get happy in your spirit, you pray in the spirit or you're in a service like this where the anointing is strong and, and, and the words are confirming things in you and you just feel well up on the inside of you. Uh, 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 it's almost like you feel like you, you got a fire in your belly. What does the prophet say? It's like a, the word's like a fire shut up in my bones. Uh, Waymont says, have your spirit aglow. The RSV or the Revised Standard Version said this, be aglow with the spirit. In other words, when the spirit of God prompts you, that's when you need to shout and jump and move and do what he says to do. But I love what Moffat's translation says. He says, maintain your glow. Maintain your glow. What does that mean, Pastor? Got one of Brother Hagin's books where I got some of this from. He said this, and I'll just read it to you. He said, he said I like this one best. That's the will of the Lord for our lives. In other words, that's what we want. That's what he, God, wants us to do. Maintain the glow of the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Spirit and maintaining the glow in God is God's will for us because it's written in his word. And as we know that God's word is his will, whatever he told you to do, do it. Whatever he told you not to do, it's best not to. I wrote this as we, as, as we were about to bow our heads and pray. I said this. And I didn't, oh, I didn't read God's speed. Good speed says this, be on fire with the Spirit. I wrote down this, the Holy Spirit gave me. It's up to us to stay on fire, on course. Notice, or get back on course. Because sometimes we get out off course, don't we? And then enjoy the Christian life and the Christian walk and experience the blessings of God. Amen. Glad you came today. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for the anointing that destroys yokes and removes burdens. We thank you that we have life and life more abundantly in you. Lord, as we have shared the word, Lord, we've shared the blessings of God that should overtake us. And we want to walk in that created plan. But the first step is to make you the Lord of our lives. So right now as we pray, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I want you to say this prayer with me right now. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you died for me. I thank you, Lord, that you cleansed me of my sins, that you forgave me of my sins, and you made me a brand new creation. In Jesus' name, I'm a brand new man. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, you just started a brand new walk with God. We've got some materials we want to give you to help you with that walk. Three mini books that will bless you. Right now, the, those mini books that, uh, uh, that come on that screen for those of you at home, they're three books that will help you not only 
what, what it is to be born again, but what you have in him and what it is to be filled with the Spirit and pray in other tongues. And then that QR code, you can scan it, and it'll take you to a, a video that will call, show you what it is to be a member of Region World Bible Church, but more than that, what it is and what you're entitled to to be a member of the body of Christ. And if you're looking for a church family, we say welcome home. But the most important...